Let's go, girl. Just tell me that I can and show you things that you couldn't believe. Women Talking Football, WTF, not to be confused by WFT. We are the women, a pair of producers for Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. I am Ashley Pickle, the executive producer of this joint. Sitting over there, the AP to my AP, is our associate producer, Mal Pal. Um, hi, it's been a minute. Has been a minute. Like I was setting a up long the computer. Minute. Yeah, I was setting up the computer and I was like, I, I don't remember which question I asked you, but I asked you something. So I was like, man, I don't remember how to do this. It's been yeah. a hot minute since I've produced anything at all. So yeah, it's because uh, I guess I left for vacation. So we didn't do one. And then you were on a work conference mm-hmm. in New York. So you didn't do that one. And then last week we were having the best time of our life down in college station at seven on seven and i don't necessarily mean that anything towards seven on seven i don't mean that to beautiful scenic college station Station. i mean it to the internet gods yes because if they even exist which i am starting to question at this point yeah also the weather gods too yeah it it was hot but it was better than it has been to be fair it was quite nice as nice as it could have been in the dead of June in College Station. Like, we had some cloud cover for most of the days. We had a little bit of rain on Thursday. Yeah, it was very it brief. It was very nice. It was very nice. It, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been, a, it could have been this week yes. where it's been 100 plus for five straight days. But we got under probably 95 for most of the days that we were there yeah the specifically the Saturday because the reason Saturday is a great day because it's your last day there it's everything's early in the morning so theoretically you don't have to stay very long in the heat Saturday was exceptional because it was cloudy all morning it wasn't until the semifinal games of the division one pool that it started to get a little bit toasty out there and that's really big because we don't go back to the hotel and shower or anything Mm -hmm. like that afterwards you just have to sit in your disgusting puddle of sweat for three hours back up to college station but it wasn't bad this year because we really didn't sweat all that much a little bit when we started loading up but other than that it was nice so That's something that we'll talk about on this episode of WTF, which is episode number 42. We are going to start off with, since it has been about three weeks since we've been on, thank y'all for hanging with us, Um, we're going to get caught up. We're going to go to the huddle up and see some headlines that we may have missed. And then in the back half of the show, we will take a look back at State 7 on 7. I've had a lot of State 7 on 7 conversations. This is the last one that I'm willing to have. And then after that, we're going to start thinking towards uh, 11-man, 6-man actual Mm -hmm. padded football because it is June 29th, my friends. That train is approaching the station. I can't believe it. Isn't that crazy? uh, Will has been posting a countdown on our our Twitter page, and we are in double digits. And I was like, really? Are you sure sure about that? Like, how did that? I feel like we just got done with state championships like last week. How are we already back to that point? I mean, it's true, especially if you – a lot, of, a lot of the guys here are definitely focused on the football side of stuff. You and I and the rest of the Texan Live crew obviously focus on all the other sports as well. Yeah. Um, and so we finished state baseball 
had one week, which was all taken up by all-star games. Yep. And then instantly in the seven on seven. And then that's when it gets funny because now we're in that awkward time in between like 4th of July is coming up. It's on a Tuesday this year. So that makes work all kinds of weird a little yeah, bit. And right. then it's one week and then it's all the big 12 media days, yep. like all of the college media days. And then guess what? We're at coaching school, school. and coaching school is the official in my mind. Co- we love to say that the Bible, us getting out the magazines for a lot of fans, that's when they really start to start thinking about football for yeah. us. It's the time period between there and coaching school where we don't try to think about football as much. And we try to get stuff that we'd put off, you know, in together. Right. But coaching school is when it's like, buckle up. Because yeah. we're here, ready or not, here we come. That's insane that yeah. it goes by so quickly. We have a couple more media days after coaching school. I think we've got uh, Conference USA and then American Athletic Conference. And Lone Star. Uh, and Lone Star Conference. So for me, it's it's right after those hit because they've all of the college – conferences have had their media days like we've talked to their players we know who's you know who we who to keep an eye on and Mm -hmm. stuff and then right at that point it's like oh boy it's August and that's when I start gearing up for it it's like the media day coaching school followed by that week of media days is like the uh the picture of the undertaker where the guy is standing there and he's like in the background like this they took one of uh, Tepper and Step like that last year at state seven on seven Tepper was walking looking down at his phone and Step's like glaring (laughs) in the background pretty pretty stinking similar to that yeah so uh, yeah for sure there's a little bit of us just marveling at how fast time goes because it really does getting old and that's what old people do is we oh man it goes by so fast <laughs> it goes by so fast you'll never believe it <laughs> hold I'll on to t- your bridges i'll tell you mallory that clock just ticks and ticks <laughs> <laughs> hold All on right. to your britches little lady because you're gonna be 75 before you know yeah, it we're going from uh, hold on to your butts to hold on to your, your britches because <laughs> that's, that's where the we're real at. tell time there <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Well, let uh let us get caught up a little bit on episode forty two. It's been a couple of weeks here. So Mallory, we turn the the floor over to Mallory Hartley over there. Let's get catch me up on some of the stuff that we missed. Yeah. Um. I went through. Not much has gone on. I feel like significantly, other than like basic recruiting news, but not many significant headlines. I feel like have dropped. It's all been the commitments. Time. It's all right. It's all That's been like it. recruiting news. So mm-hmm. I I tried to pull at least one good. Power five, uh, or I guess one FBS college, college headline. headline, and then one small college headline, a couple high school, and then we've got a recruiting headline. Let's so go. try to round it out yeah, there cover a little all bit. Because, yeah, we could spend like hours just literally reading through a list of all the people that oh, have yeah. committed. And apparently this weekend, too, Powers is saying that tomorrow, no, what's today? Thursday, Saturday, July 1st is supposed to be a huge day right. of commitments. Right, right. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's nuts. Well, and a lot of, like, coaching changes, too, I feel like, that have gone under the radar. But yeah. we just, like, I can't keep – it's it's so hard to keep up with all of it. Yeah, so we're I'm just like, we're, 70 things. <laughs> correct, correct. All right. So we'll go ahead and start off with uh, this. It's a little bit uh, – it's some sad news, but we'll, uh, we'll start off with this because I feel like this is kind of the real headliner of it all. Texas A&M defensive line coach Terry Price passes away at just 55 years old. Um, last Friday afternoon, actually, while we were at 7 on 7, I remember looking down at my phone and, and saw that, mm-hmm. that awful news. He was a former Texas A&M letter winner and current defensive line coach for the Aggies. Price was actually a Georgia native who played high school football in Plano, 
was a defensive lineman at Texas A&M from 1986 to 1989 and was drafted in the 10th round of the 1990 NFL draft by the Chicago Bears. He played for two seasons before returning to College Station, where he graduated in 1992. He made a couple of stops before ending up back in College Station as the Aggies defensive line coach. That's where he was when he passed away last Friday. He was the defensive line coach at Texas A&M. And we don't talk much, I feel like, about the defensive, I guess, defensive unit as a whole at Texas A&M just because Overall, I feel like it just gets such a bad remark because the secondary hasn't been very good. The linebacking core hasn't been very good. But, man, you never talk about how bad that defensive line really was. It was really good. That defensive line is probably the, the strongest unit as a defense as a whole at Texas A&M. So he did a really good job of recruiting, bringing in really new, solid players each year, year in and year out. But you just don't hear about it because I feel like the defense as a whole just wasn't that great at Texas A&M. Yeah. But, man, that defensive line sure was solid and still is solid mm-hmm. right now with a lot of good players. Yeah, or uh, I never got to meet Coach Price personally, but from every – thing that I've heard from everyone that we've talked to they've said like you said he he was one hell of a defensive line coach but more importantly than that everything that I've heard is genuinely how good of a human he was how good he was with the student athletes and that's that's irreplaceable and especially to go at such a young age our our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the entire Price family as they go through the grieving time and all of the A&M fans and coaching staff and everything that's really hard it's hard anytime but it's hard at this point in the season when you're starting to get back together again and to to pass in a tragic you know just an unexpected way like that um I think right. he had been having some health issues but had kept it under wraps a whole lot so our uh, our our hearts and our and our thoughts are with coach uh Terry Price's family and, and everyone over there at A&M right which says a lot about his character I mean he coached all the way up until the end he, he died you know doing what he loved mm-hmm. so I mean it says a lot about his character for sure Moving on, sources have confirmed that former American Southwest Conference Commissioner Amy Carlton is joining the Lone Star Conference as an associate commissioner. Carlton previously served as the ASC commissioner for 16 years, which I learned this by Corey's article. The ASC and the LSC are in the same building. Like, their their offices are in the same building, which I thought was yeah, kind of cool. I think I knew that. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, so she's not moving far. She gets to stay at home. Carlton joins the LSC at a time when the conference has 16 basketball members, but only seven of those members currently sponsor football because a ton of them left last year. The LSC is expected to expand next year with the addition of Sol Ross State, and we'll actually be at the Lone Star Conference Media Days like we just talked about. I think it's probably towards the end of July, maybe beginning of, July. of August. I can never remember. End if of July. It's there. But, yeah, we'll be streaming that whole event, so definitely keep your eye on that. Yeah, that's a really good get for Commissioner uh, Jay Pointer over there. They – you want to talk about we've talked a lot about conference realignment and how Mm -hmm. crazy it's been through any stretch whether you're talking power five whether you're talking group of five whether you're talking fcs anything i mean the stuff that's been happening in college football has been shocking enough the lsc has really really taken the brunt of that after commerce left and then after tarleton um they kind of went into scramble mode you remember they brought back simon frazier a couple of canadian teams yeah yeah over there in canada then there were issues that had to do with vaccination records and stuff like that and then all of a sudden literally out of the blue they found out that they weren't going to be i believe funded they were gonna have to raise a ton Mm -hmm. of money to be funded in like two years from now so they decided to just go ahead and can football as a whole so you lose another team at that point so 
I know Commissioner Pointer has done a great job of, of working with it, going with the flow, but this this new addition will really help in kind of bringing someone that's aware of putting in and, yeah, you know, taking so out a lot of conference, uh, like, participants as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but a really good hire there. Yeah, definitely. Let's move down to the ranks here to high school. We'll start off with Sealy ISD named Midland Legacy assistant coach Clint Finley as their next athletic director and head football coach. This happened Wednesday afternoon, replacing Shane Mobley, who left to become the athletic director at Peaster ISD. Finley has had success as both a player and a coach. First as a player where he was an all-state quarterback at Quero High School and then played from 1996 to 2000 at Nebraska, where he was a four-year letterman in the secondary. Finley became, uh, began his head coaching, not head coaching, his coaching career as an assistant at the Arlington High School. Shout out my kick uh, my Kickham Colts there. And landed his first head coaching job at Los Fresnos back in 2010. He made a couple more stops before heading to Midland Legacy as an assistant. And he'll take over a Sealy program that went 7-5 in 2022 and had a playoff berth. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good get for them. I like that a lot. I think that he is definitely... He's just he's one of those he's one of those coaches that just he really coaches his guys tough. Like yeah, he is. If you're going to adjust to a scheme, if you're going to be high flying, if you're going to be running the ball, if you're going to be doing that obviously throughout his entire career with all of those different stops, it's been differing like that, but I think that that's a really good get for Sealy, especially at this point in the year too to go out there and legitimately convince another coach to leave the program that they were at to do all that that's that's really cool yeah yeah definitely it's a, it's a good get for them Duncanville ISD has named Frisco Memorial head coach Derek Robertson as the district's new athletic director on Monday afternoon Robertson has spent the past five years in Frisco ISD where he helped start the program at Frisco Memorial in 2018 he'll be reunited with Duncanville head coach Reggie Samples who he worked with as an assistant coach at Dallas Skyline and uh, I believe as of right now, Frisco Memorial, that head coaching job remains open. Mm-hmm. That could change at any possible moment just right. because this is the coaching hotbed right now for new hires and stuff. But as of right now, I think Frisco Memorial remains open. Yeah, it's uh, he he's a builder. There's yeah. no doubt about that. That's why he got the job at, at Frisco Memorial in the first place. And that's one of those things you get to. He's, he's obviously um, he's been in the game for a really long time. And you start to wonder if mm-hmm. the connections there with – coach samples and knowing not to ruin anything that's in the magazine but we have very high hopes for Duncanville this year and think that they are uh they're poised to make a uh, another run if not hoist up another championship trophy at the end of it you start to wonder it's okay are they going to go over there and kind of ride into the sunset together is it going to be one of those things that maybe this is Reggie samples last year and then they both kind of tag team and AD roll together or something like that but it's really cool to see old friends reunite like that really you know, substantially later on in their career and go build something special. Cause you mm-hmm. want to talk about a good farewell tour for anybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're Connecting with an old friend to do. It's pretty cool. Thousand percent right on that. Let's round it out with some recruiting news. Also some Texan live news. Cruton. DCTF five-star and Silsby wide receiver Draylon Miller is expected to commit live tonight on texanlive.com and all DCTF social media channels. Let's go. Let's get it. He's racked up over 40 offers and looks like his final three are down to LSU, USC, and Texas A&M. Man, we saw this kid at seven on seven. And He's different. Boy, he is a dynamic playmaker. He He's is a difference maker on that field, and it was it was very obvious to see. 
there are a lot of really, really, really good football players in Texas high school football. I think anybody, yes. as a fan, you can you can watch a couple of games and realize that mm-hmm. there is that upper echelon that you watch and go, this kid is different. Yeah. And we saw Just a couple of them at some We'll get to that later. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's Kyler Murray that was different. In my eyes, like, since I've been covering it, I saw Jackson Smith the Jigba, and I was like, that kid is different. different. Yeah, Draylon Miller is another one of those, which is exactly why, as you mentioned, newly added five-star to the DCTF rankings. Mm-hmm. We all know that he was great, but when we sat there and watched him at 7-on-7, seven seven, Greg Powers was like, yep. That's a five-star. And if you want to talk about a man you can trust who's been doing this for a while, Greg Powers knows a five-star when he sees one. And it was really cool that he's got such a good relationship with Draylon Miller that we could get that commitment live on TexanLive.com. Yeah. Silsby looked really, really good at Mm 7-on-7. And they're a team that that came up a little short last year, lost to Cuero in the regional finals, Finals. I believe. Right? Almost it, had or it, the semifinal. I think it, it might it might have been state semifinals. I th- but I think it was regional finals because we weren't here for that. We were in San Antonio. We were in San Antonio. I think that was regional finals. Yeah. At that point, um, but came yeah, up very regional semis is uh, yes. Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. So yeah, that's right. Um, but came up very very close in that game, and I think that we all can agree here that maybe Silsby just wasn't quite ready yet. But this yeah. year, this year it's Draylon Miller's last year. I think they know that this is the year that it's going to be done if they're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I think th- I think they're on a hunt. I think they're on a revenge tour here. I think now, too, not that Silsby didn't have the best supporting cast last year. They had a really good supporting mm-hmm. class. They obviously had the guy. But now I feel like they've rounded out a little bit yes. more. They know how to. I always feel like when you have a player that is that dynamic and that just is able to go out there and completely control a game. Sometimes it's harder for the other guys to really stay engaged and to figure that out. Once you learn how to play with a superstar as a supporting cast and everybody gets on that same realm, you can you can really go. Quero also, Quero played a Quero's a fantastic team. Didn't that go yeah. into multiple I think so. Like four over three or four overtimes that Yeah, that's game? why it, I mean they came up like very short. Like yeah. it was a very very close game. I think it went into double overtime. Yeah, we I know it went into a couple of them. Yeah, it was it was very close though. Uh, so yeah, live tonight on texanlive.com uh 7 o'clock p.m. I believe Draylon will be committing around 7:15, but we've got a ton of other content from 7 to 7:15 to lead you up to that point. Mm-hmm. But texanlive.com, we are incredibly excited for this. Um so make sure to to go check it out and see where a guy that a lot of times we've got a pretty good feel on where he's going to go at this point. I, I wouldn't even be, we talked about on TFT. It's like, I wouldn't even be surprised if Draylon doesn't know at this point. Yeah. Like we've got, we've still got about five hours left or four and a half. It's like, does he actually know which one he's going to say yes to? He's got three hats in his backpack right now and he's just going to pull one out <laughs> blindly. And he's yeah. going to be like, yep, that's it. That's no, right that's there. The one. <laughs> he could, he could, you know, he, he can go anywhere and he's going to be a difference maker. Oh, so yeah. wherever he goes, he's going to be successful. Those coaches are going to be on the edge of their <sighs> chairs. Boy, howdy are they? This is a big one. <laughs> I just said, boy, howdy. Let's go. What the heck? I've been spending way too much time with you. I'll give myself too a, much time. A, a pat on the back there. No, incorrect. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Boy, howdy. All, All right. right. Is that again. it for headlines? That is it. There we go. So getting <laughs> caught up on some of the big things. Again, a reminder, Draylon Miller committing live and making his big, long-awaited decision where everyone in Texas high school football and college football is very, very interested to see live. Texan Live tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Hopefully we will see you there. We are Women Talking Football, WTF. We are here every Thursday, hopefully now from here on out for a couple more <laughs> we'll weeks. Um, stuff gets dicey during the summer, but we're at least here right now, so we appreciate you. 
hopping on and joining us back here. Again, if you're not able to listen live, we really thank you for subscribing to the podcast we hope that it not only listen to it but subscribe to that podcast it's free it'll send you a little notification every time that we put up a new episode so you're not having to try to keep up with our crazy live schedules um but before we move on to the next segment of taking a look back at state seven on seven let's hear from our friends at vcr now Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Appreciate our good friends at VCR now. All right, Mel, let's travel back in time, go back to our way back machine, and let's talk about what we were doing at this point in time last week. The reason we didn't have a show, we. Got in a large 15-passenger van. We called it the party van. Um, We filled her up with gas. We got some snacks, and we headed down to College Station um, for the 2023 Texas 7-on-7 State Championship tournament it's always a really good time down there we want to preface everything with if you were trying to watch any of the games on texan live and they did not pop up thank you so much for uh for hanging with us Mm -hmm. mallory and i both we might as well just get this tattooed across our forehead at this point there's a lot of things we can fix from a technology standpoint but the one singular thing that none of us can control to a certain extent is the internet internet (laughs) is if it's out it's out um, we have addressed what the issue is. We know now what the issue is. There were some uh, there were some updates made to the Veterans Memorial Park down in College mm-hmm. Station. That is great for fans. Anybody it that's is. attending in person, they put so much. They changed quite a few things with the Wi-Fi situation, so that way everyone could get cell phone service. You could FaceTime Grandma and Grandpa, show them the game, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Worked out great for everybody else. Doesn't work out <laughs> ideally for broadcasting. So nothing nothing wrong down there with uh, our friends down in College station we appreciate them making it better for the fan we tried to broadcast it just didn't work all the time we were able to get streams up throughout the rest of the days on friday and saturday though so a big shout out to the texan live team for sticking with it and never giving up Uh, but other than that once we got that figured out the rest of it went I mean, as smoothly as possible. So in Division One, we had Round Rock as our champions. In Division Two, back to back, go my beloved Hitchcock Bulldogs. Um, and then in Division Three, it was back to back the Miles Bulldogs. This is the first time in the history of seven, the state seven on seven tournament. So 25, 26 years now. 
26, technically 25 times the state championships actually been played with a giant asterisk next to the 2020 season, which we don't have to explain to any of y'all why there wasn't one in 2020. Mm -hmm. But in the 25 years that it has actually been played, this was the first time we had ever had two champions go back to back. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. And man, we... We were kind of close to all three divisions because DeSoto made it until the state semis. S- it was no the, the it round was before that. Yeah, uh, they, they got were knocked, knocked out by, by Coppell. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that <laughs> that has really... nothing to do with Coppell. No, it has no, 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 everything no, no. to do with Greg Tep- Tepper. Greg Tepper. Yes, no, that is exactly why that has it. Coppell played a fantastic. I mean, Coppell they got looked, dudes. Coppell got dude. They're big. Yeah, they look. They knocked out my Arlington Colts. Now, if I mean, anyone ever says good. any of this to Greg Tepper, because we know he's not listening to this podcast, if you ever say anything to him, please don't cut off. Yeah, no more viewership. Yeah, no more viewership. For you. We'll block you. We'll find you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Coppell hindered DeSoto from making it a literally all three divisions repeating mm-hmm. because DeSoto won last year, which would have been actually kind of cool. But That would have I mean, been insane. Yeah. Round Rock got their chance to shine this year. So Yeah, and we didn't have Round Rock anywhere even close uh-uh. to that. So they uh, they made sure to call us out on Twitter, which I respect like oh, no yeah. other. That's great. Um, I guess before we get into, like, the real depths of this, I do want to talk about the, the matchup of the century – that was had the matchup that everyone had been waiting for, for, for literally, I mean, since seven on seven started in like 1997 or whatever it was, the Coppell Cowboys oh. taking on the Arlington Colts. Correct. That was, that was my favorite game of the whole, uh, the whole weekend. So, so. after day w- one of division one, which would have been Friday, Friday, the long, long, long day, mm-hmm. um, where Mallory's looking at the bracket that night, and she goes, wait a minute! And we were like, <laughs> We were at the coffee shop. Yeah, we had to go to a coffee shop to edit because, uh, internet. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> tale as old as time. But we're sitting there, and then she was like, oh, wait, 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 no, no, no. Arlington has to beat Barber's Hill, and uh, Coppell has yes. to beat... The Woodlands. The Woodlands, which... Two fantastic teams. Like the, the Woodlands, Woodlands has Barbara, the guy. <laughs> in, yeah, Marbury Mary Tower. And I looked at that and I was like, I I don't really know much about Barbers Hill. Uh-huh. Um, I know that they're typically a they're pretty good team, oh, pretty yeah. much year in and year out. Um, so I was a little hesitant on on thinking that Arlington could make it past the first round. Mm-hmm. Arlington's good. They I think they looked very good, but they I did. mean, I, I knew it was going to be a close game either right. way. Um, I don't think we were very optimistic about Coppell beating the Woodlands because no. like you said, the Woodlands has that guy in Marbury May Tower. Yes. Um, and I, I was really excited at first cause yeah, I looked at the bracket wrong and they had Coppell and Arlington right next to each other. And I was like, man, first round on Friday mo- mm-hmm. or Saturday morning at 845, it's going to be fantastic. And then I was like, oh man, no, we got, it's gotta be a win-win type of situation. Right. And I don't remember which game we were watching. It was the first round. We were watching Saturday San Antonio morning. Johnson game. San Antonio Johnson and all the way over on field three. Yes, everybody. Those that bracket like pool that Arlington and Coppell were were all the way over at field like 12, 11, 13 area. So if you're not familiar with the text or the seven on seven mm-hmm. set, one, two, three, four, five, six are all like way over here then you have to go over bridges and through the woods and over to grandma's house you go and you <laughs> finally get though. to seven <laughs> through ten 
Then you have to go past Grandma's house, down I-35, over to 45, through West Texas. You end up in El Paso. Also. And then you get to Fields 13 or 11 through whatever else, yeah. 15, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were not even close to watching these first-round games. And so I'm sitting there, and Tepper's, wa- of course, watching the, the Coppell game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Arlington and Barbara Sill were playing on the field directly across from yes. them, but he couldn't see the score. He was just watching the, the Coppell game. And so he's like, man, I don't know. It's close. Like Coppell know, went up 20. Co- they Coppell went was up, up 20, 20 nothing, And then they completely yes. blew it. Yeah, they completely blew that, I think the second half. So it was like a, it was like a one score game in the second half. Mm-hmm. So Coppell, so he's texting me and he's like, man, Coppell has like a couple more seconds. Uh, like I think the Woodlands is up shot, by basically. six. They got one last shot. Coppell throws a hail Mary into the end zone. And literally his clock expires. Literally as the as time expir- expires to beat the Woodlands to move on to round two. So I was like, wow, that's a miracle right there. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's fantastic. Right. So I'm like, okay, How's Arlington doing? And he he was like, okay, let me go check. Didn't hear anything for a good five minutes. And I was like, well, that's not good. Mallory looked at me and she goes, I haven't heard anything. That means they didn't do it. <laughs> that means they didn't do it. And I was re- I was a little sad. And I was like, oh, that's okay. You know, at least they made it to, to Saturday. That's yeah. still a really, really great accomplishment at seven on seven. In, 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 the, in the champions one. bracket. In the champ. Yes. No, this was not. This was the champions bracket. This mm-hmm. was not the consolation bracket. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden I get a phone call from mm-hmm. Tepper and I'm like, Wait a minute. Ooh, is this good? Is this bad? And I'm refreshing the She's hell refreshing out of the, of the Excel. They have an Excel document that all the staff, the actual seven on seven staff put together. They're kind enough to share it with us. Yes. So that way we know I am refreshing <laughs> like no other. And so I, I pick up the phone and I'm like, what's, what's going on, Tepper? Like, g- give me something. He goes, okay, there is like a minute. There, there's like 40 seconds left in this game. Arlington has the ball. Barbers Hills up by six. They're, they've got, like, a couple more drives left. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden I hear, oh, my God. And Arlington somehow makes it down the field. It was not a Hail Mary, but they somehow make, make it, down, it the, down the field. Yeah, make it like, I think there was, like, 20 seconds left. seconds left on the clock or Yeah, something. yeah. Barbara, Barbara's Hill gets one more shot. They take a Hail Mary. It's no good. And so at that moment I was like, let's go. She and I probably <laughs> said it way too loud. Oh, you did. But I was over the moon excited for this because this was – completely not expected on either end it's been it's been a while since i've seen cheerleader mallory <laughs> come out because she doesn't come out exactly often, how uh, it happened she is standing up like pacing back and forth in the golf cart <laughs> i'm sitting there just watching i'm in the golf cart and i'm like i'm either gonna see this woman heartbroken or i'm gonna see her like sprint down the field and she goes let's go and then runs up and down and is jumping and ish is like Oh my God! Who is this crazy woman? And I you was both like, were so embarrassed because <laughs> like the coaches are turning and looking and everyone and she's like, "We gotta go! We gotta go!" And then she gets in the golf cart and I was holding on for dear life and we make it over there in time. But it was the whole time she would. Poof, poof, poof. I, I was mean, so excited because there's not much time in, in between these games, so I was like, "We gotta make it." All the way to El Paso and back, yes. <laughs> like to make it to the fields in time. And there's not enough time really in between games to fiddle around. No. Like you got to get there if you want to make it on time. So we did make it on time. How we didn't send someone to the hospital, mm, me I don't know or either. a pedestrian, Correct. I don't know. Or myself, you know, at that <laughs> point, um, by having a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> no, obviously, Coppell ended up winning. It was a really, it was a pretty good game. I think the final score was like twenty-seven to. 20. 
twenty or something. It was very yeah. close. But yeah, it was, there was a little window dressing at the very little, end there little, by the Colts. A little window dressing, but man, I couldn't have asked for a better game. I it mean, was that fun. Was, that was awesome. And then all of us were crowded around watching that game, and we all got to <laughs> laughing. It was like this was not the game we all expected to be no. at right now. But okay, let's go. So congratulations, yes. yeah, to to the uh, the battle of the century. Tepper takes the <laughs> dub, which just yeah. I need to wash my mouth out with soap at this point. No, I know, seriously. Yeah, way to go, Mal. Yeah. Um, all right, so there was that fun story of all of that. A couple of things that I wanted to bring up, though. A team, and you might have a different answer, but a team that absolutely impressed me. The team that I think mm-hmm. that I was the most like, oh, wow, there's something here, was Ponder. I was I was just about to say that because we watched that game together. Yeah, we watched the Ponder-China spring game because uh-huh. we were very just interested. Market Schultz now is there at Ponder. Um, uh-huh. He left Humble High School. He had the super, super good stint at Splendora, mm-hmm. moved down to take over the 6A program of Humble, the actual Humble High School, and is now up by Ponder. And a lot of people looked at that and went, why is he leaving a 6A job in Houston to go to a smaller 4A job that's not really in the DFW. I right. it's DFW extended a little bit. Ton of his families from there, and I think that he saw it as another really good fit for him. And I think a lot of people know the name Case Peacock, the senior wide mm-hmm. receiver who, I mean, he showed out at 7-on-7. Seven seven. That was cool. But the, the thing that got me, and we kept checking the roster and going, is this correct? So Gage Ersh or Esh, I think, I think it's Ersh. The is the sophomore quarterback yeah. his connection with their little also a sophomore, sophomore receiver Noah Long they're so young and they're so good they're it's spot on they're really good they've got chemistry you can tell like that they've that grown duo up playing right together there, there's you no knew way they grew up playing together they've got that instant chemistry I mean uh, man they're gonna be lethal they're yeah. gonna be lethal growing up yeah getting Getting Gage the experience of throwing to a receiver like Case Peacock is going to be crucial because he's going to know, like, he's going to have a lot of time to develop because yeah. Case Peacock has sticky hands for hands. He's a senior, too, yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, there was, and it might have just been seven on seven, but I think that there is something special going on there between Gage Ursh and Noah Long. That that was a little firecracker of a duo, and they haven't even fully grown into size yet. I mean, they mm-hmm. might be 15 years old. Well, that defense is good, too, because the game that we watched, they beat China Spring. Mm-hmm. Cash McCollum and China Spring, which China Spring looked really good, too. But, I mm-hmm. mean, like, we were just shocked by how young this team was from top to bottom. And they come up and they pull out a victory over a veteran Yeah, and it China wasn't Spring really team. close, either. Like, it, yeah, even if score-wise looked close, there was, uh, from my eyes at least, there was a big difference in that. I know China, we watched China Spring play a couple of different times or like would drive yeah, by and yeah. be like, okay, they're doing those China Spring things. I don't know if it just kind of fell apart a little bit for that day. It was really late, quite a few games in, like heat. But Ponder just took it to them. Yeah, they look they were really stinking good. They really did. Um, I also highly enjoyed watching Holly, Deontay Ramon, and Chandler Myers look like. Yeah. I mean, we saw them all last year. There, There's no doubt how good those two athletes were, but to see even the chemistry that they have developed mm-hmm. of both, they're just, it's two dynamic weapons on the outside. You looked at them playing any other mm-hmm. team in Division Three. I don't think that there's anyone even in two-way that can stop the two of them. Mm-hmm. You can stop one player like that. Yeah. You can't stop two players like that. And we wondered now that Austin Compton is gone, 
it's like, okay, their run game is going to falter a little bit. But I think if they if that little quarterback can get it over to those two guys, they're going to be golden. I think so, too. One, um, I got to see Albany and Harmony mm-hmm. play each other. I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I asked that you, was, I didn't get to see Harmony. Yes. And I was like, what did you think of Harmony? Yeah, Harmony looked really solid. Now, they made I it think to the semifinal, yeah, I think. Yeah, I can't. Or they yeah. did last year. They did last year. They I don't looked, know if they made it this time. Yeah, but they looked really solid. And not even like a, like on both sides of the ball. Like they had a cut. I think they had two picks in total in that game. So both sides of the ball, they looked dang solid. And that Harmony quarterback, he can, he sling, can sling it. it. He is really stinking. They good. were not a fluke last year. No, they were they were no, definitely no, no, no. a year early. But I was they're say, not they a were fluke. young, but they're they're back this year and I they're gonna be a contender mm-hmm. into it. Like they're they are very, very good. Yeah, they're one of them that I'll be interested to see what they do with a target on their back. Because last year you sneak up on people and it's like it's easy okay, to sneak great. up right, exactly. It's it's more difficult, but I don't think that they'll struggle with it that much. No. Um two quarterbacks that I really, really got enjoyment out of watching was Sunray's quarterback, Armando Luan. Tepper has the biggest, like, that's his man crush this year, and I understand why now after watching him. I watched him play against uh-huh. uh, Holly, so it wasn't the closest game for them, but that kid is nails on yeah. the pass. Um, the other one is another one of my uh, my mini darling. Uh, well, yes, one. Oh my God, Lloyd Jones. Yeah, he's unbelievable. so good. <laughs> Holy crap, that, <laughs> that kid team is, is so good. good. I actually meant. It's funny that you brought that up. I actually meant San Antonio Johnson oh. quarterback Ty Hawkins. Ty Hawkins, yeah. So that's the winner of Steps inaugural. He got that dog in him award, but Which, I was. Uh, he just committed to TCU too. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. So that yes. rocks. I was there the first game of the KSAT Alamo Classic uh-huh. thing at the Alamo Dome last year. Oh, that's right. And that's when we like flooded the zone with Ty Hawkins tweets because there were so many of us there, and it was yeah. like. Who is this sophomore that's just ripping people to shreds in San Antonio mm-hmm. right now? Anyway, Ty Hawkins looked just as good, and now people know about him. But yeah, a recent TCU commit, so a a big get there for the Horn Frogs because he's just now is entering his junior year. Yeah, right. Now I'll tell you this: I didn't watch them at all, but I just heard obviously through the grapevine. But Poth, they went zero and three. Is that I believe on. Sa- or on Thursday. No, I'm they couldn't have because they were in the championship. Well, they bracket. Were, maybe maybe it was Owen. They they had not won a game, or it, it was something like that. They hadn't won. I don't. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I think you're thinking of someone. Has they played in the championship? They maybe played so. Miles in the championship. Maybe yeah, it was Miles. They had some kind of like a really bad start. Maybe they were down or something. It, it like had some really good and comebacks. Came back all three yeah, games. but they looked really that, really no, good that, too. That sounds familiar. They, I knew, I would need to go back and look at the scores, but that sounds more there familiar that, that they went, came back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. But they 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 did make some kind of a comeback on that Thursday uh, on a couple of games. Yeah, on a couple of games that they were down pretty bad. I think. Yeah, I'll have to look back into that. I can't remember. I didn't see too much of Poth. Um, Two others that I want to point out real fast. This uh, class of 2025 is loaded with tight ends, and there were two of them that we got Mm -hmm. to see, Um, one of which, this name should sound familiar if you've been around Texas high school football for the past couple years now, but Lance Jackson out of Pleasant Grove. If you remember, his Mm -hmm. older brother, Landon Jackson, was the absolute unit of a tight end that played for Pleasant Grove back in like the – 2019 2020 type seasons um his younger brother is now a junior and is a stinking unit Mm -hmm. as a going into his junior year he he might honestly end up bigger than landon 
when push comes to shove but mm-hmm. i will i i remembered that because mallory and i are driving around and all of a sudden she was like who in the world is that kid? Yeah. And I like looked over. I was like Pleasant Grove. And I was like, that has got to be the younger Jackson. Cause I'm having major flashbacks to 2019. Yeah. That dude was big. He was huge. And then the other tight end was uh Kiati Armstrong out of Jasper. That mm. guy is a legitimate prospect to keep your eye on it. I, I know a lot of recruiters are really starting to pick up on him, but Jasper as a whole looked really good. That uh, secondary that they have at Jasper is going to be lethal. They're yeah. really, really fast. They all, they always are. But Jasper is playing a different type of ball in that defense right now, and they look darn good. But from the offensive side, uh, Keati Armstrong looked really, really good. Yeah, I got to see uh, West Orange Stark play, too, a little bit. I don't remember exactly who they played, but that secondary looked really, really good. That's good. They were on point. Like the, I mean, they, they were on lockdown mode the well, entire time. I believe- they had a couple picks in the game that I saw against whoever it was. I don't remember. It's yeah, the Westmore Sharks got to get their offense going because Hiawatha Hickman, who is now the head coach over there after taking mm-hmm. over for a uh, longtime uh, coach. Uh, I know. I I can't remember his name either. I was Cornell. Think- Cor- Cornell Thompson. There it is. I was like, what is the last <laughs> name? I'm so sorry, coach. That's completely embarrassing. Uh, we've talked about a lot of names today. Uh, but taking over for that, Hiawatha Hickman was the defensive coordinator beforehand, and he was there during all the yeah. unbelievable year. I think he was there for like 10 or 13 years under Coach Cornell Thompson. Yeah, yeah. So, they looked really good. So. Yeah. So anyway, State 7-on-7. Seven seven. It, it was great, as it always is, to be able to go out there and start to, you know, feel our football juices get to be flowing a little mm-hmm. bit again and, and to see all of these athletes. It was just loaded with prospects this year. We've seen a lot of really good years of 7-on-7 seven seven from a team perspective. But this, this since I've been here covering 7-on-7, seven seven, it was the highest prospect oh, yeah. rated seven on seven that we've had so well and not just in division one two i mean there were division two was ton of stacked right division, division two, two and division three there were a couple of prospects that powers had his eye on too yeah. i mean there were just there's so many yeah of them. division two was impressive how yeah. many was i mean there's always a ton of prospects in division one right. so that's that's just a given but this year in division two and three in particular there was more than there usually are yeah, so definitely we're we're almost there we're in for for a treat this year and we got a little bit of a glimpse for that so if you missed any of our state seven on seven coverage you can go to texasfootball.com slash seven on a seven and check all that out but thanks to everyone who watched any of the streams on texan live and followed along with all of our team um i do before we go want to remind you texasfootball.com slash subscribe the bibles are out People are getting them in the mail if they were a subscriber. If you want to guarantee next year that you can get yours in the mail sent directly to you as well, go ahead and sign up because not only are you getting that, we just redid our all-access subscription package to where you'll get the magazine sent directly to you, you get all the online content, you get the exclusive podcast, the premium podcast, and then on top of it, we're throwing all of the games that we do on Dave Campbell's Texan Live into that subscription package, $49.99 a year literally a steal you can't even Mm -hmm. get a tv subscription for that and you can get a year all of that for one year if you missed father's day make up for it if you got a birthday coming up do it if you're trying to get people excited about the texas high school football season and it's like hey listen to these uh these psychotic crazy women talk on women talking football tell them to become a subscriber and they can get all of our content that's literally a couple cents a day that's it yeah it's less than a dollar a day you so love cheap. to see it. So cheap. Help feed Mallory and I. Become a Dave Campbell's Correct. Texas football subscriber because a girl's got to eat. <laughs> and on that, 
we will end it. Thank you so much for watching Women Talking Football. We're going to get back on the right track and be here Thursdays at 2. We hope you will continue to join us. If not, you can download our podcast on Spotify, become a subscriber, I guess well, Apple Music, Correct. whatever. Correct. But mainly Spotify. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next Thursday.